This week on The Pour Over, Dill and Joe chop it up about episodes 7 and 8 of Master of None, season 2. They discuss door number 3 and Thanksgiving. Oh man, Dr. Shaw's dealing with butt things again. Hello friends and welcome to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Joe, and Dill. Each week we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very things so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. Today, we're picking up with Master of None, Season 2. It follows the life of Dev, who broke it off with Rachel and traveled to Italy at the end of Season 1. The second season holds an approval rating of 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and builds on what made Season 1 so good, with new characters and surprising twists. But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. Hey, Dill, what's up, man? What up, what up? How are you doing? Pretty good, man. How you been this week? Pretty good. Actually, uh, just got back from a trip. I visited Utah. That's oh, where word. I'm originally from. Saw some family, you know. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, visited some coffee shops. Hey. So, yeah, yeah. I originally thought I wasn't going to be able to go to any and that I would just drink the hotel coffee every day. Ah. Uh. Um, which, you know, the hotel coffee had nice uh, taste notes of water <laughs> and... Uh, uh, maybe small hints of coffee. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's but, always uh, good. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was able to go to two coffee shops, uh, kind of near the downtown Salt Lake area. Sure. Um, yeah. The first one is called Public Coffee. Public with a K. You know, okay. kind of fancy, Public I guess. Coffee. Yeah. And the second one is called Blue Copper Coffee. Oh, that's a fancy name. Yeah, I was like, Blue Copper? I, I don't know what that means, but it, it makes me want to visit. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you think? Yeah, and they, they're they pretty different. Like, um, the space at Public is basically just, I think, a repurposed warehouse. Okay. Um, and it's really big. So it's like two stories, um, and they have a bunch of, like, conference rooms, I guess you could rent. Mm. I'm not really sure. And then, like, half the building, I'm not even sure if it's theirs or not, but half the building is just empty. Oh, like you can go see like through a window where, yeah, there's like this whole other side to the space. But like the part that they're in is really big. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And this is pretty good. I mean, the the baristas are really nice. They're like super slammed when I went. They're so busy. Uh, but they're still he's oh. like, thanks for coming in. You know, he's still like appreciative. And it's like he realized that people were waiting a little longer than I think they're used to. And yeah, so I'm sure. not sure if like there's a manager or something, but he like jumped on the, the espresso bar with another barista. So yeah, they're just like super busy, but it, I enjoyed it. Um, the coffee, oh, so I got Cortado at both places, um, you know, kind of my go-to. But um, yeah. yeah, I would say at public, it was a little, a little more like acidic than I would want. Just like a little bit mm. though. But I don't know if that's because of the bean. Like I was <laughs> reading bit, on, on the beans they're selling. Um, and one of the things they like highlighted was like a crisp acidity or something like that. Hmm. Um, so it might just be like on purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then blue copper was like super small. Um, so like the spaces are totally different. Oh, okay. Um, and I would hmm. say the, the Cortado was slightly smoother there. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, I feel like the baristas weren't as nice. I feel like that. Ooh, okay. I'm like, some, I, I'm like, I don't know. If I were to come back, which one would I go to, you know? Here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they weren't very busy on the day I went to Blue Copper yet. 
I feel like they the the baristas just weren't very. I mean, they weren't like mean, but they also mm-hmm. weren't like welcoming. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah. Whereas at public, oh. I feel like even though they're so busy, they're they're really nice. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think they have. Uh, let's see. On Facebook, they both have four point eight stars. You know. Oh, so. Yeah. 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 Man, they're pretty, pretty, pretty comparable there. Um, interesting. I, I, I'm curious what kind of beans they had that they had at um, Public. Do you know if they were like um, the type of bean for the espresso? Did you did you say that? Um, I'm sorry. They probably were. I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, both Public and Blue Copper roast their own coffee. Mm-hmm. So I assume it was the espresso. Um, I don't recall exactly. Oh, and another thing. So at Blue yeah. Copper, they actually have two espresso <clears throat> options. Um, so you can choose which one you want. But when I ordered it, the barista didn't mention it. I didn't realize until after. Because hmm. um, I was already drinking my Cortado, and I was looking at their menu, and I was like, oh, there's two espresso options. They didn't even let me choose. Oh. So... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that that's not the first time I heard of that. I mean, did they call it like a guest espresso? Um, I'm not sure. It okay. Just, it just had like espresso and then like two different um little like info cards there. Mm, oh, interesting. Yeah. And I think they had three different coffees for drip. Is there two or three? I don't remember. So they actually they have a lot of options, but I like just mm. wasn't told about them. Because I also didn't really look at the menu until after. So I don't know. So which place would you go to if you were to go back to Salt Lake again? Oh, I think I would go to Public. Just because, like I said, they're a little bit more welcoming. Also, the space is just bigger. It's kind of cramped at Blue Copper. So, yeah, it was weird. And, like... I'm just like really nitpicking blue coffee. Like it was good. It was a good coffee. Like I, <laughs> no, no, like I, I would drink it happily again. Yeah. But it's like small things, like even like their bathroom, like has a code on it and like you oh. have to go ask for it. And I'm like, what? like, I don't really think, like, I don't know if people just come in and try to use the bathroom. Like, I don't, I don't know. So you had to like go ask yeah, them like, for is it. Is this like an urban like, area yeah. or like, like a little bit? I mean, it's like downtown. Just to use restrooms. Like, I don't think they can. Like, the space is so small. Like, you have to walk past everyone to get to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So, they want to make it double yeah, shameful yeah. for you. Like, oh, you got to walk past everyone to use the restroom. And then you got to come back up code. and ask for a code. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, you know, what if, you know, I'm I'm intending to buy a coffee, but I just really got to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom first, then come out. And maybe they just be like, yo, you got to buy something first. I don't know. Yeah. So mm. yeah, it's just small, small, small little things. Um, yeah, you know. little things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good. You know, I, I I enjoyed both both cups, but more of the other than just the coffee experience. Yeah. But yeah. What what about you, man? Any coffee happenings? Well, actually, I've been sick um, again this week. Oh. Um yeah, I think it, I've I've said this uh a number of times on the podcast, but I've been um trying to stay off the coffee. I've uh, been trying to drink more teas. Um and I'm drinking this tea now um called Cold Comfort. Uh mm. it's uh out of Bellingham, Washington. It's a company called Flying Bird Botanicals. 
And I put a copy, the uh, copy. I put a link in the show notes. But mm-hmm. basically, it's a a tea that would support like respiratory health and sinus health. Mm. It's got um, mint in there. It's got um, some a little bit of ginger. Uh, I think some some lemon lemon uh, stuff in there. <laughs> so <laughs> it also has catnip, which is interesting. Wait, what? Yeah, it's got organic catnip. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know what that tastes like. Like, would you even know? Uh, at this point, it just all tastes the same to me. Um, uh-huh. I, I can't really. the The biggest thing I taste is the mint. Like the peppermint is strong. Uh-huh. Interesting. You should like pour a little out and give it to a cat or something. See what happens. <laughs> they start kind of going crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's been it's been good for my cold, but um, okay. for the past two days, I've been back on the coffee, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, I'm still drinking the um. The, the the Ethiopia bean, the natural from mm. um from Seven Hills. So uh just haven't really been able to touch it too much, but um it's it's good being back on the on the coffee game and mm-hmm. I had actually bought a bag, maybe I talked about this last week from a place called Wyoming Coffee Roasters or Wyoming mm. Community Coffee, I think. And um it, it's a um Sumatra. So I ended up gifting that bag to someone because oh. I never opened it because <laughs> uh. uh, I've been sick. So, uh, you know, you got to share the love, I guess. True. At least yeah, it gets put to good use instead of just getting old. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I told them, too, I was like, hey, I uh, just want you to know, like, the, the roast date's, like, November the 1st. So, oh. Like, Make sure you guys drink this in like the next two weeks or so. Um, yeah, yeah. Because people don't really know about roast dates. I think that's a little PSA that we could put out is for for our listeners. Uh, probably the most important thing when buying your coffee is making sure it's freshly roasted. So mm. you know, I I can't remember what the window is, but I usually say like two to four weeks trying to finish that bag of coffee. It, it goes longer than a month, and it it starts to get uh, a little bit flavorless and uh, kind of stale mm-hmm. yeah definitely and like if i'm looking at a new coffee like new roaster or something i mean that's like one of the first things i'll look for is like when was it roasted mm. and then for some roasters they don't put that on the bag and for me mm. that's sort of a red flag where i'm like oh i have no idea how old this could be yeah you know, like the grocery store coffee like that could just be on the shelf for months mm. um, and you just don't know yeah for sure, for sure. Yep, PSA. I'm just doing our, our public service here. <laughs> Speaking of PSA is another thing, and I don't know if we want to do more of these kind of frequently asked questions thing because we're not really the experts. But another mm. one of our friends asked us about um, espresso beans and, like, what what bean would be best for espresso? And, you know, talking about how, well, I got an espresso machine now, and I, I want to buy some beans. Do you guys have any ex- recommendations for espresso mm-hmm. beans? And uh, we kind of had to say, like, really, you could use any bean as an espresso bean. It's it's less so about the actual roast of the bean and more about your technique in, you know, making that um, espresso drink. So you can use really a light roasted bean, a medium, mm-hmm. or even a 
you know, the more traditional dark roasted bean for espresso. But I, I don't know if you have you have you, have you, have you, have you, have you have anything that <laughs> else to add to that, Dilly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty good. I, mean, I don't have a ton of experience myself making espresso. I just like buy it at the coffee shop. Yeah. But I know like even when we did that kind of like tasting or whatever, um, that uh, the barista, I mean, they just used different beans. Like it wasn't, it didn't have to be specifically labeled espresso. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't exactly know what that means. I don't know if that's just like darker or something. Yeah. Um, but it seems, you know, they different shops can use different beans which you can also just use for like dripping stuff mm-hmm. i'm sure there is yep. a difference but i think the most important thing is probably just like dialing it in yeah um, based on the little bit i know about espresso like your ratio your brew time grind size you know um mm-hmm. just how long it takes to pull the shot that kind of stuff i think is much more important mm-hmm. yeah so. well um any other coffee news in your world dill not much. I'm just, uh, just glad to be able, you know, travel a little bit. And with that, one of the things I always like to do is try to visit new shops. So, yeah, even, you know, in Salt Lake, they got a bunch of different options. So I actually had to choose. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that there weren't a lot. So I think uh, specialty coffee is definitely basically mainstream now. Yeah, right. Um, right. So it's, it's kind of everywhere, which, I mean, it's not a bad thing necessarily. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Cool. Uh, I guess we'll move on to our discussion for the week. Yes, uh, sir. Like we said at the top, you know, we're talking about Master of None season two, and uh, Master mm-hmm. of None is. is <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, what, what am I trying to say here? Um, yeah. yeah. So season two. Yeah, we we mm-hmm. still on this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, today we're talking season two of Master of None. Uh, this takes place in Italy, but mostly New York City, and follows mm-hmm. the life of Dev. Um, who seems like he broke it off with Rachel at the end of season one. But then in Italy, he meets Francesca, an equally charming and whimsical love interest. Dev returns to New York and continues his career in showbiz and also his search for true love. So uh, we're talking talking about episodes seven and eight this week. Mm-hmm. And just a little, um, I guess, description for episode seven, door number three. It says, uh, a sweet job offer forces Dev to take stock of his priorities. Brian helps his dad with a romantic dilemma, and a cupcake competition judge gets cold feet. Mm. Yeah, so what, what were your initial thoughts of this door number three, episode Ooh. seven? Uh, you know, I think that competitive judge doesn't just get cold feet. He gets stabbed in his hand. That <laughs> yeah. was, ooh, that was, uh, that was funny. Um, and terrifying at the same time, but, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, I, I liked this episode. I think it was, it was actually to me kind of a return to form for master of none mm-hmm. to, you know, um, devs, um, you know, job and like kind of his life, I guess, you know, cause we had just talked about kind of the, uh, kind of the, I want to say, um, just non-episode that episode six yeah. was and then before that with um uh what was that what was the title of that episode um uh, dinner party dinner party that's right yeah uh we kind of had a break so it's it's cool to get back into dev's life sans mm. francesca actually so it was, it was kind of cool yeah uh to see him and jeff and kind of their relationship kind of budding um 
so yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was a it was a nice kind of return to to uh, Dev's world. Uh, what do you mm-hmm. think about it? You know, yeah, I I liked it too. Uh, this one we get both Dev and Brian's dads back in the episode. Oh yeah, that's right. They just add a lot. I I love it. You know, I think Dev's dad is is definitely one of my favorite characters. I think. Um. So yeah, I think we see a lot of different things, but it's like yeah, I think you said it right. It's like back to back to form in terms of like mm-hmm. kind of season one kind of what we're used to you know brian deb and all of them but it's also interesting because like up to this point we've kind of noted all the time that the episodes like stuff just doesn't go uh well for dev true but in this one in some ways it's like it is going well or like mm. he's presented so like what happens at the beginning of the episode right chef jeff um comes up and talks to him and he's like the network wants to do seven seasons yeah. of Clash of the Cupcakes. Um, and that's like his easy money, right? Yeah. Um, and so oh, in some yeah. ways it's like a success, right? That's like long term, like you do that for a long time. Oh yeah. Um, and can kinda I don't know, like launch his career, but could just lead to other things, but it is a big commitment and like but that's like a good thing. Something's going well, right? Mm-hmm. He's not just getting cut from like Garden Depot commercials. But um, <laughs> but he doesn't really want to do it though. You know, he's yeah, conflicted. He's got some uh, some some huevos there, or I don't, yeah, it's not, it's not either eggs or balls in Spanish. <laughs> but um, man, yeah, he it's like yeah, you're right. Like in this episode, like things do go right for him. Like he's got this great rapport with Jeff, uh, Chef Jeff, and he just seems <laughs> very. Unreal, in, unrealistically interested in Deb and just like I don't know mm-hmm. I'm like man w- would someone really like be that interested in me like I, don't, I just don't know mm-hmm. if I have that charisma that Dev does and he doesn't even like look like he tries really I know. and like Chef Jeff is just like like so in love with him <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like seven seasons might have been a little too much cause you know it's like a cupcake show I don't know but yeah. it's fine. They're just trying to sell it like there's this big opportunity for Dev. Right. But like right off the bat, though, he knows he's not in it. Um, so I kind of, I mean, I give him props for not, I mean, just for being honest, right? Because mm-hmm. I think this this whole time we've been watching the show, he's trying to like catch his break, kind of get his steady career going or whatever in acting. And now this is one opportunity, but he recognizes it's not what he wants. Mm. And he tells Chef Jeff that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, this episode kind of mirrors, um, was it maybe episode five in season one where um, we meet um, Dev's kind of um, show or Dev's um, commercial counterpart or not the commercial, but the movie mm-hmm. counterpart. Um, he's a really awkward guy who's like talking about the Thormobile and stuff. <laughs> and the Cinnabons. Uh, yeah, Colin Salmon. Colin Salmon, yeah. Like, we yes. kind of, we meet him in, a, in that episode, and it's like, everything's going right for him. Like, Dev's not very interested in his job, and like, you know, he just, you know, can't seem to find his way. But here, like, he's, like, thriving, and like, he, he's got a very supportive um, boss. It's just, like, seems like a totally different Dev. But he mm-hmm. still like has the same kind of attitude of like, 
like he's just searching for his passion and like just, mm. I don't I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's like he's never satisfied or like he just doesn't know what he wants. Hmm. Yeah. But he, I, I guess he does know what he wants cuz yeah. towards the end of the episode mm-hmm. he talks about the travel show. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, I just got to point out like Chef Jeff, he's so like scary, you know? <laughs> like he, he, like I just but then he becomes so you know, because he just like builds up the tension. He looks yeah, like he's yeah, like yeah. mad all yeah. the time. Then he's like, "I love it," and he's so <laughs> positive. But then he's he's just so intense. Still. Yeah, that's such a and, character. You know, yeah, props props to the actor. I think he, <laughs> he he's embodying that character pretty well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then also kind of like maybe the B plot, or maybe it's like pretty. Um, important too i guess is like brian's dad yeah um I, the... like so he, he basically he's seeing like two women mm. and it's yeah it's uh before getting into that though it's like brian and his dad are hanging out a lot in this episode which True. does not seem to be like where we left them off you know because brian was like i'm not trying to have a relationship with my dad gonna start a relationship in like season one yeah yeah, but now I guess they're just like hanging out a lot, which is cool. It's cool to see. But um it seems like his dad, whose name is Peter, I believe, um Peter is a little Chang. bit more important than Brian. Yeah, Peter Chang uh, with the two hey cuties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arnold's only line. He's just like busted out in the uh, ran- randomly in that scene. <laughs> you know. You can't even tell that he's there. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, My man, Peter Chang. <laughs> with the two high cuties. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so you know, P- Peter's also presented with with some choices, I guess uh, you could say. Okay, you know, kind of like Dev, right? Uh, and he he tries to make his like third option, right? Because he's like, ah, oh, I got to break off with with uh, this girl or this or this woman or this woman, mm-hmm. and then he ultimately just can't do it either way. Yeah, um, yeah, and then he ends up with you know being able to have both of them. Uh, and then, you know, that's like, he explains like, oh, when you get to this age, it's like, you're just looking for someone to, to be there for you in, in temporary companionship. And then mm-hmm. later on, we realize that that doesn't really work out. And, um, you know, then he ends up with the dog Coco, like his own <laughs> dog Coco. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dang, this is like, this is kind of, kind of strange. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I'm trying to figure out what the message is there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but his dad just seemed content with everything. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if there's much to say there, but yeah, I just kind of saw it as like, you know, Dev has this opportunity with the with the cupcake show, and then also Peter has. I guess opportunity to choose between these two women that he likes and they both mm-hmm. basically try to make their door number three. Like, I think that's why it's named this way. Oh uh, yeah. Like they have that ah, one option is just like to do the show or not to show or like choose one of the women and they both kind of like go their own way. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, Peter Chang tries to choose both, but it doesn't work out for him, I guess. Or you could argue that having a dog is really just all the silver lining. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but then with Dev, it seems to work out because mm. him and Chef Jeff, they're going to do, what was it called, Best Food Friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but for me, I was like, like, is Brian's dad like what happens to him? Is is that like a failure or not a failure? Like, because he's not mm-hmm. with either woman now, mm-hmm. and so I was like, does that foreshadow anything with Dev? Because it seems to be working out in terms of the the career stuff. Hmm. Um, where I'm like, I, I don't know if it's related or if I'm just reading too much into it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard to really extrapolate too much because we never really, we've never really known a lot about Brian's dad's past. I mean, we, we knew in the beginning that Brian's mom was not with him. So we can only assume that either she passed away or she's she left him. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess we can kind of infer some of that. But <clears throat> um, yeah, I think it would be, it would be more meaningful to me if we knew a little bit more about Brian's dad's past. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the show's not about him. And I think, like you're saying, maybe it's kind of a foil to what's going on in Dev's life. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think going to Dev's dad, I think he's mm-hmm. there for comedic relief and <laughs> really does a great job at... Um, you know, every scene he, he's in, I feel like he steals it. Like he's just, yep. he's just so funny, charismatic in his own way. Um, you know, with the with the different butt things that he deals with, it's just, <laughs> it's just hilarious. There's so much material I think the show can 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 go through uh, with yeah. his dad. Yeah, I, I love it when he just tells Dev to like come shadow him basically at work because. He's like, yeah. man, I could do your job, Dev, but you should come see like my job, you know, because Dev doesn't. He's like conflicted, right, trying to make the decision. Yeah, and Dev is just there when um, his dad is talking to one of his patients' wives, <laughs> and she's just like, "Should he be here?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Probably not." You know, lots of things are ending up where they don't belong today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just yeah. Like- he plays it off like it's nothing. Uh, it's so funny. They're it's so, so alike. Like I, the more I watch them together, they're so similar because they just say the most socially awkward things. <laughs> don't really have a care in the world, and we see that in Thanksgiving too. With like Dev with the the uh, the 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 toes, the nipples and toes. Like it's like, dude, just stop, man. Like yeah. But um, yeah, I, I love Dev's daddy. So funny in the show. Yeah, so so good. Yeah, I love it when they bring bring the parents back in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think last thing for me for this episode though, which I think this is like very meta because you know, this whole time I'm just saying mm. like Master of None. This show is just like Aziz's excuse to travel and eat, and now Dev, his character, is trying to make a show so he can travel and eat. Oh, <laughs> I'm just like yeah, you've the, been saying you, you that. Just, you're just playing yourself now. <laughs> um, but yeah, but when he was trying to like describe it to Chef Jeff, that's all I was thinking about. I was like, dang, I mean, you're you being real. This is master of none right now, but like in the show. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's funny because um, earlier in this season, I talked about how on Instagram we were seeing Dev travel around the world, like going to um, mm-hmm. India and taking these pictures, like really aesthetic looking pictures. And I was like, well, maybe he's there because he's filming season three. And I forgot that in in this episode, he talks about, uh, Jeff talks about, Chef Jeff talks about Dev potentially going to India to mm-hmm. go to his roots. And like, you know, because he's been to Italy, he's like, man, you should go go back to, you know, your roots and, and be able to, you know, try the food there. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. man, like, 
maybe we got a little sneak peek of season season three, you know, like on the road maybe. with Chef Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then I guess the the last kind of cliffhanger, like really just random scene too, just to end yeah. the episode, Francesca gets engaged. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I think they just have to make, like, Dev, like, they just have to, like, ruin his party, you know, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like... It's like, yeah, best best food friends. Yeah. Oh, Francesca got engaged. Oh. You know, he, Dev can't like end an episode happy like that too many yeah. times. Best so, food friends, yeah. no girlfriend. Yep. You <clears throat> and Chef Jeff. <laughs> hey, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Works out. <laughs> cool. Uh, I guess we move on to episode eight. Yes, sir. Uh, very different episode. So... Yeah, just a quick little synopsis. Episode 8. Over a series of Thanksgivings from the 90s to the present, Denise settles into her sexuality and faces the challenge of coming out to her family. Mm. Yeah, Man. so basically we just kind of go through, you know, Denise and Dev's childhood where they just share over Thanksgivings. Like mm-hmm. Dev goes over to her house and just kind of progress through childhood all the way to the present. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what would you think about this episode, Thanksgiving? Wow, um, man, this episode is just as good as when I first saw it. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, like, get short film vibes. You know, like, this yeah. is, it could be really a, kind of a short film of its own, talking about, you know, one's journey through, um, you know, their sexual orientation and, um, you know, coming out to a family that, um, you know, might not be so receptive to it. So I really appreciated this as kind of a... Um, just a, a very unique look at, um, you know, uh, yeah, coming out to your family. And um, I, I hope this isn't like a episode where Dev was like, okay, well, let's just, let's just prove that we're super woke and we'll like mm. throw all these things together, you know, because Denise is on our show. And you know what? Let's give her an episode. I wouldn't be mad at it, you know, if, if that was still the case. But uh, I could see some people maybe thinking like, uh, well, they're just doing this because they're trying to say they're woke and like, you know, trying to be, uh, you know, a millennial, this and that, whatever. In any mm-hmm. case, I thought the episode was great, like very heartwarming, um, very real in many ways. Um, mm-hmm. Great acting. Angela Bassett's in this. Uh, plenty, oh, of, yeah. plenty of other, uh, other famous black actors. Um, but yeah, what do you think about this uh, episode? Yeah, this at the end, I was just like, this is another like quote unquote filler episode, but like done right, and mm. that like it's not wasting our time, even yeah. though it doesn't contribute to the main storyline. Um, it still is very significant on its own, kind of you know like it was a dear or like New York, I love you kind of thing. Like yeah, it's just a standalone thing, but it's still like they put almost like more effort into this. Yeah, in, in some regard, and so I really appreciated it, and like just traveling over so many years, like through time, like using Thanksgiving as this thing, like it's just some holiday meal that every family, like whether it's Thanksgiving or not, like has that thing Mm -hmm. that you do together and like using that to show the journey, I think. Yeah. Um, It was really well done. And like, I I read a little bit more about the episode and like um, Lena Wave, the actress for Denise, like her and Aziz wrote this episode. Oh, okay. And, uh, she actually used just a lot of her own actual personal experiences 
um, in this episode. So like they wow. kind of mirror her actual experiences growing up hmm. in some ways. I don't know exactly which which scenes, but that's something that um, she says in like interviews and stuff. So I think that yeah. adds to like it's just really real because yeah, authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a great episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just kind of talking more about you know singing the episode's praises with the the way that they begin the episode and end the episode with the same shot of kind of going around the table and going into the ceiling mm-hmm. and ending with that kind of bird's eye view uh, definitely gave the episode a sense of closure and kind of um, you know kind of tied a bow on it to say mm-hmm. you know not that you know everything's perfect but that you know it kind of gave us a complete view of um, kind of. Denise's story or Lena's story. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the diner scene where, um, you know, Denise first, yeah. um, you know, comes out to her mom, you know, that was a very emotional scene. And like, it's not, they aren't canned reactions. Like the way that mm-hmm. um, Angela Bassett kind of portrays like her response, like, man, it's like, I could definitely see um, uh, parents act, you know, reacting in that kind of way mm-hmm. uh, and just not really having words. Yeah, and I think they're self-aware of, like, this is a TV show, too, and they could kind of take it in some just really cliche way or whatever, and they actually, like, say that, right? And Denise is like, this ain't an episode of Growing Pains or something, <laughs> you know, because that's, that's, that's yeah. not real, right? And, yeah. like, I think part of the the point of the show is to show real experiences, mm-hmm. um, and I think they, they do that. Yeah. Uh, what else did you like about this episode? Yeah, in in general, I think I just like getting a look back at Denise and Dev's like super long relationship, just like yeah, friendship. Yeah, ever they since they were back. children. Yeah, yeah, because I, I I don't know if they mentioned that, but I mean, it seems like they've known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. But then you don't actually know how long, because I think earlier in the season we find out that him and Arnold have only only known each other since like after college or something. Yeah. Uh, but now him and Denise, though, yeah, they go way back to their childhood. So I mm-hmm. think that's um, really strong, like, character development just in terms of, like, backstory and all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like that they give their friendship that kind of highlight and even just Denise, too, because like, for a little while now, she's kind of just, like, been around, but not, not as, as much, like, in, in focus. Yeah. Yeah, and like a little tidbit that we learn is that um, Denise's parents know uh, Dev's parents, and like it seems like mm-hmm. they have a semi relationship. And I think that's kind of rare, you know, for at least my experience with my parents growing up. They didn't really know my friends' parents, um, mm. especially if they, you know, were other minorities. I think as a minority, sometimes we distance ourselves from other minorities. Or we kind of um, stay to our tribe, so to speak. But uh, I think it's really cool, really encouraging to see that, you know, um, Denise's mom has concern for Dev's parents, too. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of gives me a feeling of solidarity. Um, and especially mm-hmm. in the beginning, too, when um, Denise's mom talked about, you know, how they were both minorities and how, you know, she's yeah. like, you know what a minority is? You got to work twice as hard to get half as far. Uh, and mm-hmm. then talking about Denise and her being a woman and having to work three times as hard. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there are nuances and differences with our experiences of of being different people of color. But it's cool to kind of uh, have that common ground and have that, um, you know, the common struggle, so to speak. 
Yeah, yeah. And like those, because the whole episode is just kind of this overview of just all their Thanksgivings. Mm-hmm. But even just like zooming in on each Thanksgiving, like their conversations, they're real and like yeah. um, applicable to the time, right? You know, yeah, her, her mom's explaining what it means to be a minority. They're talking about different talking about like OJ and stuff uh-huh. like that, talking about Sandra Bland, you know, mm-hmm. like these are real things that they're 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 talking they would be talking about in those times at those Thanksgivings. Yeah. And I think they they don't give up that opportunity to just kinda add even more authenticity to it. Yeah. The um, attention to detail is yeah. strong in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like one small little thing, you know, you mentioned earlier with what was your name, Nikki, with nipples and toes, twenty three. You know, like uh, n- wait, nipples uh, ampersand toes or <laughs> nipples n the letter n toes. Yes, I mean <laughs> at that point I was like, why do they keep inviting Dev back? Like, <laughs> right. He's terrible. Hey, <laughs> she made a promise though. She could, Dev could always come to their Thanksgiving. That's true, and he does. <laughs> he does. Yeah, um, but you were saying, yeah, but that, that's that's a whole obviously like very comedic kind of scene and just like year of Thanksgiving for them. But I think that also goes to show is like this whole journey because the whole point is kind of showing you know Denise's journey in terms of coming out to her family and all that. Like, but she also is going through like growth, right? Because she, yeah. she, you know, she she's dating Michelle. Like Michelle's great, and then but like. This nibbles and toes is like not not great. Not yeah. <laughs> uh, she's practically so, naked. She, she, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, but it shows like her character also. I think just growing too. It's not yeah. just like ah, Family Guy catch up to where she's at. But like it's mm. a small little like oh, she, you know she she's also developing mm-hmm. and understanding herself too. Right. Um. So yeah, but they they kind of wrap that in that whole little comedic bit. Yeah. Um, You know, come to think of it, I think this show is also about putting people who typically would not be in the center center of the stage in in the main role. Because, like, Mm. actually, the character who does not change in this whole episode, who is still the same to this day, is (laughs) Dev Shaw. Like, oh yeah, he does not change at all. Like we, we from <laughs> he, when he was a kid to when he was a teenager to when he was talking about nipples and toes and back to Michelle. Yeah, you know it's the same Dev, different day. Mm-hmm. But the the character we do see that is dynamic is Denise and her family. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that's an interesting little reversal there. You know, where where the mm-hmm. the, the main character is not a male, and the main character is not white. And the main character is not straight. So it's just really cool mm-hmm. to kind of see that, um, you know, uh, be, uh, you know, emphasized and, you know, mm-hmm. given light to that and given space to, to, to that. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, Dev, as the overall show's protagonist, he's just kind of this backseat supporting character, just making right. jokes, yelling at grandma, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Uh shout outs to season one when um I think it was a twenty fifteen Thanksgiving when um you know Dev mentioned that he was still dating Rachel and yeah. um you know Denise was talking about like, Oh, why hadn't you why didn't you let your, your parents know that she's living with you mm-hmm. thing and it's like, Oh, they're okay. I see you. Like yeah. calling back to season one. Yeah, yeah, and then Denise is like, all three of them are gonna be mad at you, and Dev is like, why? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, you stupid. 
<laughs> yeah, they just go to show again. Dev just has not changed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and yeah, this is interesting how they tie it all together. Just like the small details that they don't really have to add, but mm-hmm. they do anyways, just to tie it all together. Yeah. Um, yeah. A- any other things about this episode? I mean, there's like so much that's happening I in know. this, and we're just kind of just like touching little parts. But um, yeah. yeah, any other things that you enjoyed? There's just there's so many quotables, so many one-liners in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, when they when the grandma was praying, and then you know uh, the uh, the uh, the auntie's like, "Okay, God is able." Jesus wept. Now, <laughs> y'all really think OJ did it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that was really funny. And then um, the grandma is just so funny in this episode too. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I, I was reading some reviews um, of the episode afterward, and like someone was just like comment or whatever. It made me laugh so so much. Like they're just like saying how good the episode is. And at the end, they're like bonus points for Grandma for somehow managing to stay alive the whole way through. Because the, there are a couple episodes where she looked like super old. Yeah, uh, and you're just like, oh, is she is she gonna make it? Like in the <laughs> other epi- other years of Thanksgiving, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but then somehow like. At the end, she can hear normally, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, because like that's a thing. Like yeah. her hearing is like terrible for years. And then and the, then and the last Thanksgiving, the yeah, and she like is part of the jokes and stuff. And she, everyone knows they're smoking weed. <laughs> yeah. um, she's like whole house smell like reefer. Reefer. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's funny. I, I, I like. Yeah. They even in just one short episode, they just like built up these three family members of Denise like really well. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we got to move on to talking about maybe what our favorite episodes of the season are mm. up to this point. And we watched a lot of them now. Oh, my gosh. Just yeah. A little, yeah, just a little refresher. You know, Joe's favorite so far is still The Thief. Mm-hmm. And mine, uh, I put the dinner party. So, Joe, now that we had another week, another two episodes, where are you at? Man. Whew. I got to give it to Thanksgiving, man. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely takes the turkey for me. Ooh, yeah, I yeah. see. I see what you did there. Yeah. What about yourself, sir? Oh man, it's, it's it's so difficult now. Like so far <laughs> into the season, so many episodes. Mm. I think you know when, when I originally chose dinner party, I was like, I I, I think I I gave it up because it's it's part of the main story arc with uh-huh. like Deb and his life, and I was like, oh, I can't like give that up. And I, I feel kind of it's in terms <laughs> of like importance to the season. Yeah. Um, but no, I think. Right now, I think I got to give it to Thanksgiving, too. Um, just everything about it okay. is really well done. Like, content, delivery, like, all of it is just good. Um, yeah. And while not necessarily critical to the season, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it still adds a lot beyond the episode itself. So, Right, right. I give it up. Whew. All right. That's two for Thanksgiving. Well, uh, we're going to move on to our weekly segment, What's Making You Happy This Week. So, Dill, man, what is making you happy this week? Mm-hmm. Like I said, at the beginning of the episode, I just got back from visiting Utah. That's where most of my family lives, my extended mm-hmm. family at least. 
Um, and so, yeah, just family, just being able to spend time with them. I think just because, you know, I live in Texas, I live in Utah. I don't get to see them very often. Yeah. And I just forget what it's like um, just to be surrounded by family and just to have so many like relatives around, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm just always like encouraged and just kind of enjoy time with them where there's like aunties and uncles, cousins, uh, these really distant relatives where I don't even know my relation to them. I just know we're related somehow. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, just being all together, it's, it's, it's good. Um, so yeah, definitely family is, is nice. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, what's making me happy this week is definitely, um, you know, getting over my cold finally. I've been mm-hmm. sick for almost two weeks, um, just like a underlying kind of cold and sinus. But um, I'm really looking forward to next week, which is actually Thanksgiving. Hey. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely planned this. Definitely planned this. Mm, that's right. Uh, but Thanksgiving is, I feel like we've talked about this on this show. Like I feel like we've hit that year mark and we've talked yeah. about our favorite holidays Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm getting major deja vu right now, but man, Thanksgiving definitely top two in in, in the in the seasons uh, in in mm-hmm. the holidays of the year, uh, just because of that mm-hmm. food thing, man. And like with Asian households, you know, we do food real big. You know, we do the American thing a little bit. You know, try and make an Asian turkey. You know, yeah. and we do a little bit of that uh, ham. You know, get some stuffing in. Mm-hmm. But I really like the hot pot. You know, mm-hmm. when it gets cold, it's when you whip out the hot pot, eat it for multiple days in a week. Yep, yep. And then, you know, when you go out, you get that KBBQ. Ooh, so yeah. just, a, just a lot of good foods in this occasion during this uh, mm-hmm. season of giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All about the food. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, well, um, that pretty much wraps up our show. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys, and I'll catch you next week, Dill. Yeah. All right. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us and take care. Peace. (laughs) Is that you sledding? (laughs) (laughs) That's what Deb's dad does. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The best cupcake is the one made by the white lady. (laughs) (laughs) Wee!